0: There's the fanfare. That means it's time to go to the movies with Matt O'Lean. And Matt, you can almost hardly call this one a movie. In fact, on the trailer, they're calling it a cinematic experience. Moon Age Daydream. Yes,
1: directed by Brett Morgan, sanctioned by the David Bowie estate. So it really is a fawning documentary, I would say, uh, which which might be the only thing I have to pick at it slightly. Uh, But yes, it feels like you're watching a two-hour and 15-minute video installation at an art exhibit. Mm. That's how it kind of feels. You get uh, a lot of concert footage from the early days, the, Z- the Ziggy Stardust days when he was doing gender-bending roles, which was incredibly groundbreaking at the time. Now looking back, uh, he was really the first you know, major rock star to dress as a woman or dress as a character, Ziggy Stardust. He was a shapeshifter. He was a shapeshifter. Every album sounded different from the previous one. He didn't like to recreate Every sounds.
0: Haircut was different. The haircut was <laughs> different. Then
1: suddenly in 1984, when I was in college, he goes back to pop. You know, "Let's Dance," "China Girl." That album was was very pop and hit hit the charts at number one. Uh, so he he did all kinds of things. I think what this movie succeeds at along with being an incredible video installation. It's really a meditation on art and life. And he has a lot of interviews that are in the the film, you know, interviews he did, where he really talks about the role of the artist in life. What is art? What is an artist? Does he really want all the stardom? What does he want? That kind of thing. And so it kind of goes back and forth between concert footage and interviews. He was a man who traveled a lot, never really had a house. He lived in hotels a lot. Mm. You get a lot of that amazing footage of him walking in Southeast Asia and places like that, West Germany, where he famously recorded an album in the 70s. So it gives you a sense of the man, Uh, not too much of his personal life. We only get snippets of kind of who his parents were. We get a snippet of this half-brother that he had that ended up being schizophrenic. Uh, We just get – barely any snippets of of his personal life or sexual life or anything like that. So it's very much a video tribute to David Bowie. It's, you're not going to get a warts-and-all documentary from this, mm. but that's okay. I don't think that's what it was meant to do. So see it in a theater. I saw it at the Fargo Theater Uh I mean, it's just bombard. It bombards you with images from his stage shows and from his life, Mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed it. This is probably going to be up for the documentary feature Oscar, I would guess.
0: Okay, but he did some other kind of art too.
1: He sure did. He was an actor. He was in movies. He played the Elephant Man on Broadway, and his paintings, Ashley, are Mm -hmm. fascinating. I he never really exhibited them, but they show them in the movie. And I think they're really good. He painted Lonely Men in West Germany. That was kind of his niche. And they're really haunting to look at. People should look these up uh, Mm. on the internet. You know, some celebrities who paint, we're like, oh, OK. You know what I mean? These are really good. Like, he could have had a career as a painter. He was a phenomenal artist and one of those huge people in in music when I was growing up. They're
0: incredible talent on, on multiple levels. Well, we do also have a notable death in Hollywood this week.
1: Angela Lansbury, of course. Uh, I would say people now know her from Murder, She Wrote. Uh, You know, the TV show Mm -hmm. is Jessica Fletcher, but she won six Tonys, was a three-time Oscar nominee as well, uh, finally got an honorary Oscar in 2013. She's one of these people, I don't know anybody who didn't like her. My mother watched every single Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) She just came off like a genuine nice person, but really had an interesting career. Her her mother and her brother, they left England during the war in like 1940 or 41, came to Los Angeles, and that's where she broke into acting. She was only 19 years old in her first movie, Gaslight, which is where that term comes from, the movie Gaslight, which is to make someone go crazy or believe something that's not going on. She played the devious maid to Charles Boyer, and they conspire to uh, drive Ingrid Bergman crazy. I think she knew early on she was never going to be a, a star, a star in the sense of, Elizabeth Taylor type star. She was often cast playing older people than she really was, and really on Broadway as Mame. She really found her niche. Uh, and then Sweeney Todd, stuff like that, she was very good on Broadway as well. So a big loss. She was 96.
0: Nominated a few times, mm-hmm. winning only the honorary Oscar, but obviously with the work that she did in television, she was also up for a number of Emmys which she also didn't win, Okay. (laughs) she holds the record for the number of Emmy nominations without a win. She does, huh? Yeah, would you care to guess how many Emmys? 14
1: nominations, I'll guess. All right, I'll
0: help you with the math. If you take the most Oscar-nominated male without winning.
1: Peter O'Toole. Okay,
0: and how many was that? That was eight. And the most Oscar-nominated woman without winning.
1: Glenn Close over eight.
0: Okay, so... And now add two. 18. 18 okay. nominations with no wins. All right. We've been to the movies with Madeline.